0: Movie time machine time, guys. Ooh, here we are. On the way. So I don't know if you guys know, I haven't updated you on my current uh, recording situation, but, you know, having children, uh, you know, young children in the house who are asleep right now, and uh, I have kind of a loud voice that carries. So I've officially evicted myself to the garage. And so I'm out in the garage right now, and it's not too cold. Uh, but we're going to have to I'm going to have to get a heater plugged in probably one of these next next few times as the winter hits us hard. But uh, we are garage recording now. How are the acoustic garage. sound in great? Garage. Good, good, sound g- great
1: in the garage.
2: Hmm. Okay, Alliteration. So we'll, need, we'll need to follow up because my my winter project is figuring out how to insulate my garage so that I can turn it into a, a man cave of sorts. Sounds like you're a couple steps ahead of me.
0: You, you know i'm very far from insulating it. i should because uh one side of it is attached to the house right so it's only three sides of insulation mm-hmm. uh i'm just really lazy and cheap and uh it's not big enough for me to warrant you know turning it into a man cave at this point because it's just a regular you know suburban two-car garage without a sure. ton of extra space Ah, uh, you're so lucky dude <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Don't get me wrong. Love the garage. I just don't know that uh, I want to put the time into insulating it. I'm just kind of lazy. What's your current oh my gosh, we situation. have to Jamie. We have the what? Well, we, I, I was just gonna say. Speaking of money, I don't want to spend. Uh, we have a radon problem.
2: Oh seriously? Ooh, what?
0: Yeah, my I had a buddy who had like crazy radon levels in his house and was getting a mitigation system put in, and he got me all paranoid. Because it's like a super leading cause that no one talks about of lung cancer and crap. So uh, I was like, well, now I'm paranoid. So I immediately that day on lunch, like drove to the closest Home Depot that had a radon detector and I threw it in my basement and you're supposed to like let it sit for a month. And after a month uh, levels weren't great. Uh, Weren't great. So uh, I got it, had a dude out to come check about putting a system in. So that sucks. Yeah. that'll be expensive but hey I don't want uh, lung cancer for me or my chillins so oh jeez
2: <clears throat> heck no
1: where'd you get that uh, detector They're it's like right, an air
0: things I think it was like a hundred bucks at Home Depot oh, I can send okay. you a link
1: gotcha
0: I think it's an air yeah air things or something like that it's there's a it's like the biggest brand of them you can get them on Amazon for maybe even cheaper but I mm. didn't want to wait I wanted it that day. Yeah, but yeah, I would. uh, We're we're not in a great uh, radon area, my friend. You were. uh, I I looked at the maps. Yeah, you're in the. It's not bad, bad, but uh, we're in old houses, and I mean, I don't know if you want me to drain all that I know now about radon, but uh, the old the house, you know, colder the gets, ain't great.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is doing pretty good right now, for heat wise. Got a new door on front, new front entry door. Put that in myself.
2: That looked nice. You did a great Replace job, Chad. My, uh,
1: oh, thank you, thank you. Great job by you. Added a new storm door. Added. I added a new um, I replaced my entry room closet door.
3: Mm-hmm. Door it up. On
1: that so yeah. Now I've decided no. I'm going to lay tile now in the entryway. I was going to do some vinyl, but um, want to get something that looks like um, you know, like. St- porcelain or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something like that like the square tiles and you can't really get that in vinyl without doing like a peel and sticker glue and i'm just like ah, i'm not gonna do that i'm just do it, the way, do it
0: the full way yeah <clears throat> so when so let me ask you this when you're buying doors now are you are you buying hollow doors for the inside of your house you buying full solid doors what kind of doors are you buying Find some some solid doors. I got. It's called a
1: style and rail, okay, system, right? So it's solid, solid wood, um, because i mean I, it's like kind of like the craftsman like style doors. It has like the flat panels. Um, it's two panel. So they're all solid. Like all my doors right now are hollow core, and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I you, feel when you. When you shut them all, they all kind of like. Th- this echoing thud. Yep, yep. There's not a lot yep. of sound. There's lots of sound. And they're light. Yeah. They're garbage. So I plan it. So I have what? Da, 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 da. Nine more doors to replace now. I'm replacing all the doors, at least on my main level. We'll see. Um see how long that takes me. Probably Good for you. There.
2: But. That's that's no small task. I need to fix the one in my garage. Is there? We'll, we'll talk about garage outside doors. It's it's. We'll it's just not call a you gra- Mister Morrison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't. I mean, if you're handy, that's pretty. I don't know. It's, I'm not going to say easy, but
2: I dress up as handy for Halloween, but I wouldn't say I'm handy. I have some skills, but not many.
1: I just
4: don't understand why all door frames just aren't a regulation size, but I guess all houses are different, but that's crazy that you always have to trim or do whatever to make them fit. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, sometimes it just takes a little bit to break on through to the other side, break on through, break <laughs> on to through, the other
1: side, break on through to the other side. It's like when um Pat Boone, that old, like uh, religious crooner released that album of um, all metal tune covers in the nineties, is this serious? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know who this is. Oh yeah, he did. Um, it was like a. It was like a bunch of covers. that was like Enter. He covered like Enter Sandman, um, Crazy Train. But yeah, look it up, Pat Boone.
0: Is uh, this is kind of like a Richard Cheese type of fella, Pat Boone. A little bit of a Weird Al situation. It's called <laughs> in
1: a it's called in a metal mood. No more, Love Mr. It. Nice Guy. Look Love it up. It. It's it's awesome. He's like wearing like he has no he's shirtless, he just has like a leather vest on. <laughs> a little bit of Pat Ghost Punk. Yeah, and there's like a little he has like a twinkle in his eye. Yeah, he's he covered uh You got another thing coming. It's been a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, Panama or Sandman.
4: Man, he really did hit. He did get the hits. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty good.
1: He even did Holy Diver by Dio. Oh, big swing. Oh, the Paradise City one that was awesome. It's like the take me down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. But don't you take me home? Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm always a big fan of uh, other genres of music doing covers of completely other john you know what i'm saying like cross cover crap that's great i like that did
4: did you uh see the i I don't know how recent when it was but it just got on my radar but it's chance the rapper and he's doing country grammar but in a country tone yeah dude, that <laughs> just
0: came across uh maybe i saw that on reddit or something that was fantastic. yeah
4: and, and that's where i saw it was on reddit and i was just and i'm like god he's just killing it (laughs) and everybody's so excited about it it's just really i don't know what is it country country grammar by nelly i'm going down down baby whatever it is oh
0: okay Um, oh my god wow
4: yeah so it's he does
0: it as like an arena country like sing-along song it's actually kind of catchy it it really is (laughs)
4: it's impressive but i guess that's like uh that other one where uh that country artist or whoever does uh gin and juice by Snoop Dogg, but does it in country and it just plays.
1: Oh, wasn't that Hank the third? I couldn't tell you.
0: (laughs) Well, you want to know one of my favorite uh, crossovers is if you guys are into piano music at all, there's a pianist named Christopher O'Reilly who does uh, a few album covers of a bunch of Radiohead songs and then I think he has one of Elliot Smith's songs. So if you're into either Elliot Smith or Radiohead, those are fantastic kind of crossover albums. What's his name? Christopher O'Reilly. And he's I mean O'Reilly. anything he does is uh, he's just an, a really really good piano player. Really good pianist.
1: Did
0: you guys hear
2: that? No. The gulp. Okay. Good. Sorry, that was me and my tea. That was me. Oh.
0: <laughs> Wait, what are we hearing, Chad? You have someone tied oh. up. Yep.
1: <laughs> no, I just, I just
3: I had some
1: some music playing through my laptop, but I was I didn't think you should hear it or would be able to hear it, but yeah, yeah, dude, I'm so glad it's Tuesday because know what tomorrow was. And a Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Yeah. It's the finale. It's the finale. Oh snap. So everyone's gonna die tomorrow. No, they can't
1: die yet because they die <laughs> in Rogue One.
0: That's oh, fair. shoot.
1: <laughs>
4: that's fair. That's I could not watch Rogue One after last week's episode. I had to uh, like I was like, I want more, and that's the only way I can get it. <laughs> so went right into it going, all right. This is two want, seasons away, but I'm going to do it. I
1: want like a full episode of just those two uh, alien guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just this, like w- uh, chilling out at like uh, some cantina or Java's Palace or some shit like that.
4: Well, that's what I'm telling you. It was
1: like,
4: uh, like watching it back to back, like into Rogue One. And you're noticing I'm noticing all these different. Uh, similarities well similarities for sure but like those aliens like that race at least is in rogue one like i don't know if it's the same aliens or not but like the races of aliens and different like beings and things are like i'm like oh like i never saw those in star wars before this show wait yes i have it's in rogue one i'm just not as familiar or paying attention to it until now so it's it's pretty great
1: (laughs) yeah it's rad don't worry, Jamie. We'll spoil it for you because we know you won't get to that. So that's fair. We'll, we'll fill you in.
4: I mean, I'm just gonna say. La- I mean, last week's episode is bar none the best Star Wars show episode. I would say, like in my opinion, like uh, that has happened yet, including Mando finale. It was like Mando was good. Oh, the man me up.
1: <laughs> so you talk a Mando finale where like Luke Skywalker comes in, or you see the X wing come in. And then you see the guy in the cloak choo, 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 slicing up people. Then it's Luke Skywalker and he comes and takes Grogu better than that. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, don't know.
4: I, so. I was, I was pretty excited about this episode and maybe it's because I've been so desensitized or maybe, I don't know, maybe Boba Fett really desensitized me towards like, Oh shoot. You're like it's okay. And then this brought me back into God. Star Wars is great again. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. This Make Star, Star Wars great again. again. Make Star Wars great again. And they're doing it. They're doing everything right with this show, which is uh, which is just really great. It like, gets so different and it's just so much fun.
1: Yeah, that episode has a really cool way to ex- ex- escape a tractor beam.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%, the one where you, that like,
1: really- wrote, like the like the frag, whatever it was, it wasn't like missiles or anything. It was like almost shooting out shards. Right. It was it getting was- them to like boost like the, the power of like the tractor beam and. Shot a bunch of these shards out of the back of the ship and destroyed the tractor beam shield and flew away and had like lightsaber wings. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what's funny about it is
4: because it's like like to your point, they it threw like shards of metal at uh, the front of the ship. And like aware, like, I don't know, most ships in this world has a force field of some sort, as certainly an Empire ship would uh, that was you know, in that situation, but I don't know, maybe because it wasn't like an energy force. It was something that could penetrate straight through the shield and destroy the rest of what was going on. Like it's, I don't know. It's just really cool. Like it's different concepts that I'm sure like have flown about, like through a star, like what, what would you call it? Star Wars theory. And then they just sort of like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds like cool, fun. I like it. <laughs> and they're just going for it. It's really, I don't know. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. I was reading that, that star destroyer design for where that ship was was the original design for the star destroyer when they're doing like the conception art for the first star Wars movie.
4: Well, but. and that is another thing that's cool is because with these new shows and content coming out, they're able to go to like, Hey, like we can have this droid that was the original concept for something. And we went away from it, but now we can do it. Cause we can do anything <laughs> at this point.
1: Yeah, and isn't, like, the, the, little, the little droid uh, Bemo or B-E-M-O? Was it B-E-M-O? that B-E-M-O? That sounds right. Yeah, B-E-mo. The way it's B-E-M-O, yeah. Yeah, B-E-M-O. So cute. <laughs> I felt so sad for that droid. Oh, dude, you losing never... Losing his best friend. <laughs> you've, your heart has never
4: broken for a droid. So that. <laughs> like, you have these emotions for the robots, like, throughout Star Wars. like Like, certainly... Like they are the uh, they're the comedic art of Star Wars. Like they're what makes like the original Star Wars so funny to me. Like a lot of the times, like they're just hilarious. But uh, yeah. in this one, oh my god, my heart broke for this droid. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't feel this way, but I do.
1: <laughs> it's worse than Wally. Jesus. Okay, here we go. Here I have a question now for Jamie. Yes. Okay, Jamie, what percentage of the Star Wars talk? that James and I were just shouting out to you guys, what percentage of it is true?
2: I'm going to go with, I, because you guys are very good. You're very clever. I'm going to go with about 5%. I'll be honest. All I was thinking when you guys were talking is, what was the original concept for a gonk droid? And I couldn't think of any other trash can. Gonk, so I think gonk, that one.
1: Gonk. Yeah. <laughs> that was it like was... a leftover from other some other sci-fi show too, I think.
2: Right. <laughs> right, yeah, that was that was version two of some other yeah. show. So five like percent, just five percent,
1: five percent is true. Uh-huh. I think just so. because you weren't listening. Oh, okay, no, well, no, I was. was a I clarifying was question. What's that?
0: Of all the characters you just spoke about, and this is you know, as someone who hasn't watched it yet, which of them was played by William Shatner, and which was Leonard Nimoy? Nailed it. The
4: droid. The droid. <laughs> the droid was Shatner. And uh, the voice to the ship that Chad was talking about with the laser light beams uh, that actually the voice inside the ship is uh, Spock. (laughs) It's an interesting (laughs) crossover, I got to say.
2: I'm all in. So you were saying 5%, Jamie? Well, it it could go either way. It could be. Yeah, I'm going to go with 5%. It's either 5 5 or or 95. So (laughs) exactly. Exactly.
0: Cool.
4: All right. Cool. (laughs)
1: <laughs> welcome to movie time machine <laughs> it's a movie time machine a retro movie review podcast that's right movie time machine we're here we're live from the movie time machine dancers da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> hello my darling hello my baby hello my ragpped yeah listen to our podcast. <laughs> Baby, my heart's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: All right. It's Thanksgiving week, guys. Before we get into our movie week, which is Planned Strains and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin and Best Friend John Candy, directed by John Hughes in nineteen eighty seven. What do you guys, what's your plans for Thanksgiving? You watching anything? Leaving town? Streaming
0: Andor? Yes. All of it. going back no, to not Chicago? Andor. Yeah, so I was going to, I was planning on taking a, a, a plane, and then uh, hopefully that would get, you know, rerouted somewhere yeah. else so that I could, you know, take an adventure from there and, you know, maybe take a couple other vehicles, other modes of transport. So... What have you?
1: So just kind of get into kind of the theme of the movie. Have have you gone on a road trip, or say you're trying to get somewhere, and it kind of turns into like a travel nightmare?
0: Yeah, I've done. I've had some uh, some run-ins traveling, never driving. It's generally traveling like Europe and uh, taking trains and things of that nature and then, you know, having a bad translation or um, a few different things. Actually, once I was in San Francisco and I had plane tickets to come home and they were at 12 o'clock. Well, I misread the AM and PM and I thought it was at noon. Well, I show up for my noon flight and they're like, yeah, dude, that left, you know, 12 hours ago. So that sucked. Yeah, I had to figure that out. And then uh, one time uh, when my wife and I were traveling in Germany we took a, a train to one station and then we're supposed to transfer to another train to take us all the way to um, Munich. And so we're sitting there on the train station. We were totally there on time. Our train's next. No big deal. The train rolls up, doors open. And we, like, don't, we're not in a hurry to get up because we're thinking, oh, it's like a, a plane, right? That people have to disembark and get off. And then, you know, there'll be time for. We, I thought it was going to be there for like 10 minutes. Nope. We're like, grabbing our bags, uh, nonchalantly, all lollygagging, start slowly walking up, doors close, thing, the, the train just goes away. We're like, uh, we were standing there waiting for our train and then it just went away. So then we had to, uh, figure that out. Didn't have, uh, a phone or a SIM card at that moment. We had to like, I had to jog into town and try to find Wi-Fi while we tried to sort out tickets. So that was a pretty, a pretty rough one. But other than that, uh, those are probably the two big one, big travel disasters I've had. Anybody any like holiday
2: travel? So pastors? mine's pretty close to this. It, I mean not really. I so I was um I was a college kid and I was flying home. I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but um I had a layover in Denver and we we just didn't make the second flight cuz they were getting like a foot of snow. And um so it was basically, yeah, this plane to California is not leaving. You're here for the night. And, um, it wasn't that bad because this, I was single college kid and they, um, this is back when frontier was actually a good airline kids that used to be true frontier used to be one of the best in fact, until they got bought out. Um, so they, they comped everyone on the plane. Like I got a $200 travel voucher and they comped me a night, um, in the embassy suites and put me on a plane the next morning. So it was actually like the exact opposite of this movie. It was fine. (laughs) was (laughs)
1: talk about disaster i know (laughs) it was such a disaster they put me in a hotel for the overnight then i got to go home the next day (laughs) i know it was great
4: casey i'd say mine was similar in europe uh my uh siblings and i got on a train and uh like on the way there, like somebody was helping us, like, "Hey, we gotta get off this train and uh, move like two cars ahead, cause then it's gonna split or whatnot." And so we're like, "Oh, thanks for the heads up." We we did that. So on the way back, we were like, "Oh, this is the stop. We gotta get in these cars ahead of us." And apparently, that didn't have to happen. And so we were exhausted from walking around all day. Went to sleep, and then finally, somebody that worked on the train was like, "Can I see your tickets? Where are you going?" And then goes yeah, you need to get off at the next stop and go back the other way. And we'd already been like chilling for an hour on this train, not paying attention because we were all trying to get a nap in. Uh, So that was awesome. Um, Otherwise the other time uh, we were in London uh, specifically. And I made, uh, again, we trained in and from my grandma's house because my, uh, my grandparents lived there. My father was from there and uh, we, Uh, trained in and uh, like pretty much from the minute we got to the train station to either the first pub first attraction whatever i kept on making comments like hey um are we gonna go back tonight or are we to grandma's are we gonna stay in london and it was general idea of hey i think let's just stay in london tonight and then we'll go back tomorrow and like all right sounds great then we should probably find some place to stay and like okay and then It was never brought up for another, like, you know, to the next destination. So an hour later I bring it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then again and again and again, until I finally just was like, I want to see how this plays out. Cause I feel like I'm the only one concerned about where we're going to sleep tonight. (laughs) Um, but, but I'm completely ready to see what happens. And lo and behold, it's like 10 at night now. Um, and like, it's like all these things that like, we didn't think of cause we haven't been in London for a long time. Or last time we were there, I don't think anybody was um, of age to drink or something. And uh, like pubs are closing. Everything's shutting down. Like London is shutting down at 10 o'clock at what? And uh, like, we couldn't, and for the life of us, we were trying to find hotel, hotel, hotel. It was like the queen's like diamond Jubilee. Nobody thought anything of it. And uh, it was, <laughs> it was just everything, everything booked, everything. And it, uh, of course, like the one thing that worked for us was like, finally, I get on my phone and I find like a VRBO. Uh, but of course, like, you know, you have to tra- like, make sure the credit card company knows you're out of you know uh the states and which i i did but they it still didn't work for whatever reason and so like the vrbo like fell through because the money didn't get across to that person so they didn't give us the code and so uh this long story short we just wandered london maybe traveled a bus from one side till we we couldn't go anymore and then and then basically crossed the street to the same bus and bus driver who just kicked us off and traveled to the other side and including the train station. And it, like, uh, just kind of stayed up all night, just <laughs> wandering London. Now nah, everybody was safe. Everything was fine. It was just more kind of annoying, exhausting. And it'd been different if we were continuing to like bar hop, which no, like everybody was slowly, but surely getting more sober and more tired. And it was, <laughs> it was awesome. Ooh. But Hey, I like the experience. Like it sucked at the time, but I'm okay with the
1: conversation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome.
4: I had
0: that same experience in London too. We showed up kind of like not even that late, like eight or nine. And uh, when we first got there and we, we had, we struggled to like find a pub that was open that we could get a, you know, a drink at before going back to our hotel. We're like, no, we, we just got here. We need to have a drink in a pub before we go to sleep. Uh, and luckily we found one, but that was, man, eight o'clock at night. Couldn't find a pub.
2: That's wild. Man. Yikes. Chad, yeah, did I you ever a, get a, stranded?
1: I have a automobile story and I have a train story. <laughs>
2: Ooh,
1: I'm excited about that. Yo, I'm excited about both. Um, the, when I was, well, I was younger when this happened, but we were traveling back home to Texas. So we're up. In Minnesota visiting family then we for Christmas then we left on it was like New Year's Eve morning and I remember my brother was also riding down with us because he lived in Arkansas so we were driving down to Arkansas drop him off at his place and we would go to our place in Texas well there was like a big ice storm that hit somewhere like southern Missouri northern Arkansas around there and it was so bad we had to like sit Like on the side of the road, until like the weather changed because the ice, the roads were like like skating on ice. It was so bad. So, yeah, that was a New Year's Eve that I spent, um, yeah, with my family stuck in a car. Dude, that part of Missouri too is
2: (laughs) rough. Like, I just did that drive. That part of Missouri is not awesome.
1: No, and it wasn't like on like a main like freeway. It was on like a smaller like interstate, not interstate, but um, state highway. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, (laughs) looking out for the hillbillies. But um, (laughs) yeah, and then uh, my my train story is uh, a friend of mine convinced me to go train hopping with him. We were going to go to California. We hopped out of Mankato. This was in I think late September we went and we hopped on a train and within like, like three days, I think we made it down to Omaha, Nebraska, and it was cold and we were waiting for like a a hot rail, like something like priority rail or something to hop on so we can get out west a lot faster. And it was really cold and like something came through like I was not prepared. We were freezing our asses off, sleeping in the ditch. And then um, just said F it and. uh, Made our way back to Minnesota.
4: What's that? Is that M.I.A. that has that song that was in Slumdog Millionaire? Like I like hopping
1: on trains. Oh, the. Oh, paper planes. Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny you bring that up. That's been um, my oldest uh, son's um, favorite song. <laughs> oh, really? After, yeah. After <laughs> I, 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 they were screaming in the back of the car, and I just plugged in my phone, and it was like the first song that started playing. And after it was <laughs> done, he was like, "I want to hear that song again." <laughs> so I've heard that song a lot. I know most of the mm-hmm. lyrics now. But yeah, it's like I fly like paper, get high like planes. You get stuck at a at the border. I got. Pieces in my name or something like that. I yep. am yeah, that, that sounds, sounds I make them all day. <laughs> it just I can make
0: it's an apropos song for this film.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it is.
1: I
4: like that you actually were really able to articulate the lyrics because in my head I'm like I can do the tones and vowels with my mouth, but it's not going to mean anything. Yeah, the song is <laughs> sent It's a
1: a Clash sample. The beginning of it, like the da, 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 da. oh yeah,
2: that's off a of London Calling, isn't it? Yeah. What song yeah. is
1: that? Yeah. Can't think of the name of the song right off the top of my head, but yeah. It's lost in name. the
2: Supermarket. Just kidding. It's not Lost in the uh, Supermarket.
1: No. <laughs> God, it's just like a one word, one word title. Or no. Is it You Go to Hell? Casey, I'm sure you Googled
4: it by now. What is it? Yep.
0: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Clash Go to Hell Right? Let's see here Straight to Hell Straight to Hell Straight to Hell hell.
0: That's what the Google machine told me Straight to Hell The Clash is straight to H-E double Hockey Sticks
2: Oh, that one came through.
1: (laughs) All right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. So, Casey, this is your first time watching this movie? First time.
0: First time. You know, and actually, uh, there's a handful of uh, John Hughes movies that I still haven't seen. So maybe a side note, maybe, maybe that warrants a John Hughes run through. Because uh, what I have seen, I've loved. But, uh, you know, I haven't seen like 16 Candles nope. or some of the other uh, some of the other James the, ones. You said the nope Brat thing? Pack? Brat pack. Yeah, I
4: mean, as far as like, I've seen probably quite a few John Hughes movies, um, but some of those Brat Pack ones are the ones that everybody like talks about. Like, I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. I haven't seen 16 Candles. Same, same. Um, I mean, did I watch the shit out of Ferris Bueller growing up. Hell yeah. Uh, yep. But classic. there's definitely those like, like high bar John Hughes movies uh, that I hadn't seen. Um, I've seen Breakfast Club like and yep. uh, Home Alone, obviously Dennis the Menace was written by him, but not directed. Uh, yeah. So there's different ones I've seen, but just not the classic John Hughes. I sometimes, so I'm sure there's more in there that I'm missing.
1: Mm. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that this was a John Hill John Hughes film, either. <laughs> Until, <laughs> Until you saw all
4: of saw the side them. cast cameos from the rest of the <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying it's to get so to funny. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, Taxi Racer was
1: Kevin Bacon's official name in this movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so what'd you think, Casey? This is, well, this came out in 87, right? So sometimes. You can run the risk of these older films maybe not aging very well. But this is a film, I, I still found this to be be pretty funny. It's been a while since I watched this. I used to watch this a lot um, back in the day. So a lot of these, my favorite parts as they came up, I was like reciting the lines to them as they came up. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts, Casey?
0: You know, I, uh, I liked it. A lot, no. I thought it was great. I didn't think it uh, aged poorly in any regard. Um, you know, I think a lot of it is pretty timeless. Uh, and as someone who has, you know, I like to travel, so like a lot of the the, the travel stories were, you know, relevant. Um, and you know, you know me, I do my my YouTube sleuthing, and uh, this it certainly isn't a true story, but uh, it was. Uh, based in reality in the sense that uh, john hughes actually had a pretty awful travel experience uh he was flying back home to chicago and got rerouted to wichita of all places and uh ended up like uh having to spend a couple of days there before getting back home to chicago or whatever and clearly like the, the same things didn't happen but it was kind of inspired by that same event so i thought that was pretty cool um you know, you know, like I said, I haven't seen a ton of John Hughes films, um, and so I didn't know what to expect going into it. But, you know, the things that um, I think that I really, uh, obviously, I think the film's great. It's something that I want to watch again now. Um, but uh, what I really liked were, I don't know, I, there, there's small things in, uh, in his filmmaking style that you don't really see. And you know me, I'm a Wes Anderson guy, so you know I love, you know, style and, and when an, a director yeah. or a filmmaker has their own kind of calling card. And I think he he certainly does um, because there are some things in this and, and that you've seen in other movies too, like the uh, during that car scene between the semis when they like become skeletons, uh, you know, you <laughs> see that that's scene. similar. That's a that's similar to like Home Alone. That's a call. Well, Home Alone called back to that. Right. When uh, Marv or whatever was getting electrocuted in that house in New York. I think it was in the the second Home Alone when he like electrocuted himself and turned into a skeleton. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like those little touches, I think are awesome. The skeletons and the other thing that I thought was phenomenal, and it was such a tiny little thing, um, but it blew me away. Was in the airport when uh, when Neil, uh, you know, Steve Martin's character is trying to remember. He's like, "Oh, I recognize him," and you know, they're kind of showing his his face, kind of going through the motions, and then they cut back over to Dell. Uh, and it's, it's not like, a s it's not actually him in the car, but it's him in the airport behind like a fake taxi cab door. Like it was almost like a play scene done <laughs> right there. And that, oh, that little detail it was so, I just loved everything about that. And I think that was, uh, absolutely a little John Hughes, little, uh, little chef's kiss that he did for that. I thought that was great. Uh, so I think those little details I think are great. Um, another one that, uh, that I loved was, When uh, all the flights were getting canceled and who was that? Ben Stein was the, uh, the dude up front canceling the flights. And not only did he, uh, when he canceled the flights, he kind of like announced it was canceled and then smiled, which was just like super evil. Um, And then they cut away. And then when they cut back to him, uh, the destination on the board behind him that said Chicago uh, changed to say nowhere. So like that little detail, like, Oh, you know, if you're watching this, yeah, you're going nowhere. Uh, So I don't know. I thought uh, I think that's something that I really enjoyed seeing. Uh, It makes me want to watch more John Hughes movies. But overall, uh, I got to say really enjoyed it. I think I would probably give this, uh, I don't know, at least a four out of five. Yeah, at least that I
1: agree. Really quick. Do you guys did you guys ever watch Win Ben Stein's Money? You guys remember that show?
2: Oh, yeah. I love that. (laughs) Comedy Central. Mm -hmm.
4: Was the host Jimmy Kimmel at that time?
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: That was good. So Jamie. James. Well what are you guys thoughts. <laughs> James, James. Was I the only gonna...
0: the only newbie to this? You guys
4: have all watched this a ton? I watched this for the first time last year. It's one of those like uh oh, Black yeah. Friday holiday movies that was like a four dollar DVD or Blu-ray. And I was like, oh, this is one I haven't seen or own. Um, I should probably pick it up. So I only watched it for the first time last year. We're even watching it this time. I wasn't seasoned enough to remember all the things that were going to happen. So it was still pretty fresh of uh, viewing for me, uh, which I definitely appreciated. Um, I I loved it. I thought, I think it's so funny. And yeah, Casey, your point about just John Hughes movie, it just has that feel. And as far as, um, I agree, it's got that timeless feel just because it's so, um, I don't know if honest is the best way to put it, but it's just so, I don't know. Let's say cozy, which nobody ever uses for a, how to describe it. Wholesome. Movie. Wholesome. That's the word I want. Thank Wholesome. You. It's, I think that's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. where you're looking. Wholesome. Warm and Wholesome. fuzzy. Yeah. It just, uh, it definitely makes you feel that way. Um, but, and definitely nostalgic in some way. And maybe that's the age of what we are. And like, But when they show different things like even those like rubber boots that like have the huge buckles on them. Like that I can, I think they're the ones that like you used to just wear normal tennis shoes and put them in to go shovel things. Like my grandpa had those. Um There's just all these little things in the movie and the details. And my grandparents, uh, my mom's side lived um outside of Chicago. So like, I don't know if it is like the driving and everything else was very, I don't know, Midwestern-y and just had that feel. Uh But it, a lot of the things that like they're, using or we're seeing visually, like I just remember seeing as a kid. Uh, but it's also fun like seeing the things that we that we don't have anymore. Like I was like I think it was in this one they use like banaca or something and I'm like Jesus whatever happened no. to that stuff? <laughs> like nobody nobody uses that to freshen their breath anymore. Um the uh the rumble bed on like the motel or whatever. I remember seeing oh, that one yeah. time when we were on vacation. Um but and of course we couldn't spend the 75 cents to try it or anything like that um and then or even you know, like the, the dial-up phones with the lock on it <laughs> which i was like what oh that i guess i haven't seen before but i'm like i believe it you know motel like that so i don't know just all those different travel experiences that um it just kind of is very like i know they're having a terrible time and i get it but like all of that nostalgia was very feel-good in my opinion and then um just locked in with uh even like the gray skies of the weather, like of like, it's just that time of the year. Like you associate that with November. Um, And so it just was very uh, nostalgic for traveling for the holidays. I would say Um, usually like we talked about earlier with not so much chaos sometimes or most of the time, but it was definitely um, fun to revisit. Uh, I definitely like this movie. I think uh, it's just well-written and uh, it's something that everybody can either relate to, or if they have an experience of themselves, they totally understand that, where uh these where it could come from or these extremes probably wouldn't happen like (laughs) all the way but how frustrating it would be even though like dell or whatever is trying to be a genuinely nice guy like he always wants to like let me pay you back no no let me let me just i want to get on my way and all this so i don't know it was a lot of fun
2: So I have Chad before you go this this is a this is a McManus family classic this is a holiday one that I've I've watched this movie since golly like we have the VHS you know what I mean I've been watching this movie since I was a kid with my family so it it, it kind of developed uh, slowly for me and it was always it, it was never boring because like John Candy even to, to a kid you understand that he's pretty funny you know he's super animated and um, you know even kids get that. Steve Martin kind of took a long time to catch on, but now I think he might be even the funniest part of this movie just because he plays it straight and he's so good. And it's just like this movie, bad shit is going to happen to Steve Martin and that's the movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, But I mean, it's one of my favorites. I love this movie so much and it has a special place in my heart just from growing up with it and the nostalgia factor. But I love everything you guys said, like the little details when, He and Kevin Bacon at the beginning are trying to catch the cabin. It just zooms in on their eyes. And then you see Kevin Bacon's smile just creep up at the bottom of the screen. Just like little shit like that. I love it. And um, it's nice too. Like so much content now. I feel like it's such an endeavor. And you have to, I got to commit to eight episodes if I'm going to watch this one thing. It's nice to just watch a movie. Like Steve Martin has to get home. That's the movie. 90 minutes. Let's go. So I I just I love this movie, Chad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I love Steve Martin, <laughs> and uh, so good. Also, John Candy. I mean, I was just looking too. I was like, I didn't know John Hughes did Uncle Buck. <laughs> you know, and and like uh, you know, makes me think of other like, you know, I think great John Candy movies like The Great Outdoors with like Dan Aykroyd and John Candy, and and this movie. I just feel like they all kind of have the same vibe, and, and and probably I feel like it has a lot to do not only with the writing, but just Steve Martin and John Candy, like what they bring. And I was just looking up, I was like, John Candy, like he, I was like, what, how old was he when he died? He was only forty three. It's like, damn, wow. man, man. Like I, I knew he was young, guy. but jeez, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, I'm like, God, what what do we? I mean, I just I love his stuff so much. He kind of reminded me of my dad a little bit just kind of how goofy my my father would be or that i remember and i don't it's it's a fun movie this movie used to be on tv a lot too i feel like around the holidays it was like on all the time so it was like one of those movies like you maybe didn't like sit down intentionally to put it on but maybe you're like flipping through the channels that was on and okay i'm gonna sit through and watch this you know and it's always something that whatever family was together at that time we were you know sitting down and watching it and making fun of it and we used to do a thing where we would like I feel like with most movies we would like name characters in a movie and be like, oh that's uh that's your sister <laughs> or whatever, like that's your sister and her husband's family or whatever. <laughs> Just kind of like naming names maybe kind of Michael Scottish, but uh I don't know. Just lots of great memories and I'm really glad that um, this kind of randomly popped up and yeah. Great movie. Love it. I'm glad you guys all enjoy it, too. I, I really I'm really glad that Casey that you got to actually see this for your first time and like it as well. And James, I'm yeah. actually kind of surprised, too, that, you know, you're kind of a, a recent. Um, newbie to this film as well, so. Yeah,
4: there's a yeah. and that's the thing that like kind of like what we were just talking about at the beginning, like some of these classic movies that I like you. You'd assume I had seen like I haven't. And there's a, quite a few of them out there. It's just I never you never think about them <laughs> like or I never do. So we need to pick more of these guys for sure or yeah. uh, commit to it. So it was great.
0: Well, what I really like to and, and you know me like I like to watch things that don't make me feel bad. Right. That's why I, I, I haven't seen all of Breaking Bad because it's very stressful and uh, anxiety inducing. And what's really cool about this this movie is, you know, this is a trope, a story we've seen over and over again. You know, two people who are cut from a different cloth and rub each other the wrong way, and in the end, they become friends, or they become friends and have this big blow up event, and then they drift apart, but then they come back together. You know, this is a pretty common theme in uh, in tons of comedy movies. Um, but what I think is really unique here, and what was kind of intriguing, is. They, the like blow up that is generally like the climax of the movie, right? Think of all these movies, you know, you go to these buddy movies, these road trip movies, it's always a blow up at the end. And then they have to like reconcile for the final act. And that like takes all that heartfelt, good feeling, character development, relationship building for that last moment. Well, in this movie, it's the first third, right? It's that hotel room when they freak out and uh, Neil is just a super ass, to Dell and like rips into him. And then he kind of feels bad because Dell's like, you know what? I like me, you know, my wife likes me, you know, he sticks with who he is. And that's kind of just, it's such a cool and a unique way to kind of start that character development because that kind of, it, it helps you look at the rest of the different little uh, character scenes, relationship building scenes, with a different bit of uh, light later on because they already had this blow up and everything we see is kind of, you know, building towards a a better relationship. You're not waiting for that inevitable explosion that's already happened. You're kind of seeing this relationship build in real time. Like uh, when they get kicked off the train and uh, Neil has to go help Dell, you know, carry his trunk through through the field. He didn't have to do that, you know. He didn't ask him, Dell didn't ask for help. But you know, that's just one of those things like, Oh, you know, we're kind of buddies and we're building this relationship. I already we already had our freak out, we weren't friends, but we've kind of already rebuilt that that relationship and and you're watching it grow. So I think that's why it really resonated with me. Because, you know, I'm a, a hard, you know, feely guy. You know, my, I, I like to be in my fee I like to feel good. And uh, it was just kind of a good heartwarming experience all around. Because you kind of see that relationship build. You see it kind of sour again when they're in the diner. And he's all like, I want to travel alone. And basically kicks him out. And Dell kind of sees they running on the wall. That was a super bummer scene. But, I don't know. It's just a, it was a really unique uh, take at one of these buddy movies I'd like to, to call out.
1: Did one you say you like the, your Fifi's?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in
0: my Fifi's. I, I got a lot of feelings. I got my Fifi's, oh, uh, my was,
1: little feelings.
4: I was just going to let that one ride. <laughs> but I had the same question, Chad. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that, like, so as far as, like, even earlier saying that I hadn't seen this movie, and again, I'm also surprised that I had, or, I mean, I had one time until last year. um, And uh, around this time of the year, like, we always talk about how there is all the Christmas movies available to us that we could watch. Yep. And then we talk about like I was just kind of a joke uh last week at work where I'm like, all right, what what Thanksgiving movie are you gonna watch this week? And everybody's just like, What Thanksgiving movie? And I'm like, ha, cause there isn't any. The only one I could think of is when we did the son of a Woman uh pod. Like that technically Hoo-wah. takes place over yeah, it takes place <laughs> over Thanksgiving weekend. That's it. <laughs> Hoo-wah. Hoo-wah.
1: Uh Pussy
4: yeah, Is exactly. that
0: Thanksgiving oh during God. wedding crashers when they go to that like cabin or they're not the cabin, the house on the island or whatever? <laughs> is that Thanksgiving?
2: I mean, you know, I, I thought fall. about that too.
4: I don't think so, but I probably it just be fall. should have been because aren't they eating like quail or whatever?
0: Yeah, I don't think they do a full spread. You're right.
4: It's probably oh, just Mr. Humanitarian wants to uh, eat pigeons or whatever. It is. He's like, <laughs> let's go kill some ducks. I'm psyched. <laughs> um, But yeah, like I, there's, there just usually isn't a Thanksgiving movie, but this one again, being from like 87 and also one that's on TV all the time, everybody generally has seen it or knows of it. It never really gets brought up as like in my head, like nobody's like, Oh, we got to watch plane, strange automobiles this time of the year. When very clearly they're trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Um, it's, and that's, what's kind of strange to me, like that this isn't brought on more, but then again, maybe in early nineties, maybe it was, uh, like that was what was going on and what was played. And who knows, maybe this week we're going to see it on TV.
1: Maybe. My eyes open.
4: Um, Chad, I do want to, so of course, watching this, uh, I went down the rabbit hole. Like I do after watching a movie like this, we're like, well, now it makes me want to watch something else like, late 80s, early 90s, and uh, I found a movie that I hadn't seen before, and I'm going to either A, assume you've seen it, and if you have, I bet you love it. Um, It's called (laughs) it's it's Pretty Good Gamble, right? Uh, It's called (laughs) Nothing But Trouble. Oh, yeah! I was just with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, and John Candy. Yeah. Okay, has anybody else in this group (laughs) seen this? No. Let me little. Let me tell you a little of the synopsis, Jamie. A businessman and his friend are and his friends are captured by a sadistic judge and his equally odd family in a bizarre mansion in the backwoods. I would say if nobody had seen this in this pod, this is the one I would have wanted to do. We would have nothing but things to say about this movie. <laughs> There's so much going on. But Chad, wait, and what's ahead, it called? Uh, it's
2: nothing called, called Nothing but trouble. but trouble. Nothing But Trouble. Okay. Follow where like I
4: thought. From the poster, I didn't realize it was Dan Aykroyd. I thought it was Brian Dennehy.
1: Um, it, oh, yeah. And, he's uh, got a lot of... Uh...
4: So, as the credits are rolling, I'm like uh, the credits are... It's uh, written by... I don't know. I can only assume that it was uh, his brother, like Ivan Aykroyd or something like that. If I remember correctly. Peter Aykroyd. And, uh, and then Dan Aykroyd directed it. And then, yeah, Dan Aykroyd is the guy I thought... I didn't realize was in it at all. And, yeah, he looks like to... Uh, to sum it up, Jamie, he looks like the goblin from Harry Potter at the first bank at, at Gringotts.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. He does. Yeah, the makeup yeah. is out of control here.
4: Yeah. And it's so like and I didn't know that going into it until I'm like, oh, Dan Aykroyd's in this. And then it, it happened or like the scene like where he is about to show up. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is that's Dan Aykroyd. And like so then I'm just along for the ride the rest of the time. But Chad, can you uh, can you tell me if you've seen it and if you enjoyed it?
1: Yeah. I have seen it and I did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you did you just watched it and you liked it? Or no. I mean,
4: it's campy as all hell, but yeah, yeah. it was I mean, you you knew Almost right away, like as soon as you meet Dan Aykroyd or get to the mansion, basically, you know what ride you're going to be on the rest of the movie. And it's uh, it's definitely fun. It takes you out where I don't didn't think it was going to go. <laughs> so I think that when they were like, hey, I think that you're the audience's audience is expecting us to go left. We're going right. Is yeah. Kind of how I think the writing went, which it's really going It's really goofy. It played like a lot of fun. It feels like it should have been a really expensive movie to make because of all the clutter in that mansion. There's so much going
1: on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And uh, Digital Underground makes an appearance in it. Are they the two, like, stepling brothers that look like they're straight out of
4: Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, no, no. Sorry, they're the hip-hop band. My bad. I was totally (laughs) lost. Sorry. They're the hip-hop band. that The judge was like, you're free to go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Oh yeah. Tupac too. It's Tupac and, uh, Tupac and shock G.
4: Oh, I didn't, I didn't even notice that.
1: (laughs) He was the guy from digital underground with like the glasses and the big nose. Okay. That's a big nose. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It looked like it was part of the sunglasses.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah.
4: So like after watching this John Candy movie, I saw this was on HBO and I went for it and, uh, Again, it's just one of those at the beginning. It's all this nostalgia of like all these like uh, early 90s haircuts and clothes and all this stuff. I don't know. It was just I thought it was fun, um, but it's definitely like I'd say like late 80s, early 90s genre of like comedy. Yeah, I'm like on a kick of that now. I want to continue watching more like yeah.
1: this. <laughs> Have you seen The Great Outdoors?
4: Uh Let's say no. Like, I remember my grandparents had it, but I think I was way too young to recall it. Like, I think the only thing I remember about is the
1: cover, I think. Yeah, so that one came out in 88. That's Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. So they're both uh, they both bring their families together to stay at the same cabin and, you know.
4: Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. They got the cabin for a deal because it was the same place they filmed meatballs. Yeah. (laughs) Is
1: is that true? No, I have no idea. Oh, John Hughes wrote that one, too. Of course he did. Didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Casey, can you look
4: up how many movies john hughes cranked out in the 80s and more specifically was there like a year like 88 he cranked out six like something like that
0: that's actually funny because you know me i do my my youtube and and that was one of the things that i uh that that i kind of stumbled upon in the few different things that uh the few different reviews or or digestions of this film was that he uh routinely I think they said for this maybe it was this film maybe it was a different one he would like lock himself away for five days and come back with the screenplay like he'd be done he would he would crank out the initial one in less than a week like God, so he like was just steam. extremely you know, fast really yeah way. he could just pump them out um and maybe that was uh maybe that's why he is who he is and he, he was so amazing is that he once he had the idea in his head he could just flesh it out and boom create it I got, he wrote, but yeah, Mr. no, that Mom. was, that was uh... awesome. What'd you say? Oh, so many, said, so many things.
1: Yeah. I was just looking through a list of, it was like top 10 John Hughes films. It was like, oh, he wrote Mr. Mom. Like, wow. Well, oh God. You well, know what? Maybe... I knew that in the back of my head. <laughs> God,
4: that's, it's yeah. actually
0: really awesome looking at his list of films in that. He was involved in a ton of things, right? You know, different lampoons, films, you know, all these other things. But in everything he was ever involved in, other than one film in the 90s, Only the Lonely, and then the last couple of things he did, presumably before he died, uh, he wrote all of it. He was just an amazing, amazing writer. And I I think that played to a ton of it. Obviously, he produced a lot of things. He directed a a, a handful of things as well. But, man, he just... He just killed it at writing stuff.
4: God. Yeah. Like this, like level of like, when you go down the line of writing and it's like, you know, 86, 86, 86, 87, 87, 87, mm-hmm, 87, mm-hmm. 88. Like, I'm just like, this is like Aaron Sorkin West wing style where Sorkin wrote the first four seasons or whatnot, like all on his own. And they were like 24 episodes a season. And like, that is insane. <laughs> like, um, god that's just crazy like but what a what a talent and again much like john candy like 59 is when he died and that is just Mm, like sad it's so sad like what like what else could have happened and created and i don't know it's just that is so sad like all these talents um we kind of talked about on the last pod too like all these talented people just like what could have been but man yeah, I'd be excited to dive down the John Hughes rabbit hole on a different movie with you guys.
0: Well, you know the the thing about John Hughes that you can take to uh, obviously losing John Candy at that age was a, is just awful. But at least with the, you know, with John Hughes, he had kind of stopped you know really cranking stuff out at that age and maybe that was because of whatever I, I guess I don't know why he died, but it was in the 80s where he was cranking out uh 83 three films. Uh Mr. Mom National Lampoon's Vacation, Nathan Hayes. Hayes. Uh, only one in 84, but then three more in 85, two in 86, two in 87, two in 88. He was just cranking out screenplays. And what is this? Five different scripts? What is this? Yeah. Wait, four? Four films in 1991. Like, he was just a, a machine. So uh, I, I think we, we probably got the, the best that we were going to see out of him. Uh, I, I'm actually super sad to hear. I didn't know that John Candy was as young as he was when he passed. Um, just because, you know, I'm not as uh, as old as some people. Um, but man, <laughs> that's, now, a, that's man. a huge bummer. Come on. Man. That's, not, <laughs> that's not even directed at you. <laughs> but kind of, but a little bit, but not really.
4: Can we throw out like, so as we're scrolling through this, because clearly, like as writers do, they have like, you know, they have short stories or they have ideas for movies that maybe didn't come to fruition. But can we just talk about how Drillbit Taylor was a John Hughes Idea story by Edmond Dantes, which is the, uh what's it called? Oh, come on. Alexander name Count of, Count of Monte. Yeah. Count of Monte Cristo. That's the main guy's name is Edmond Dantes. So clearly it's a pseudonym or whatnot. But Drill Bit Taylor. Does everybody remember that movie with Owen Wilson? No. Where like he was beating up bullies in school for like these other like elementary school kids.
1: Well, I remember <laughs> oh, the movie, funny. but. Yeah, he was like,
4: it. oh yeah, three kids hire a low budget bodyguard to protect them from wow. the playground bully. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Who's Speaking of enough?
0: oh wow, he's Bob Ross in the next uh he's doing a Bob Ross film. Who? Owen Wilson. Oh. <laughs>
4: Chad's mean. excited in, I was I, don't like oh, I was still in, I was still in this like John I Huzel, I'm like wait what do you mean he's gonna be Bob Ross <laughs> 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 oh he's gonna so, be well, the next Bob well, Ross. yeah
0: so do you guys spin let's we're talking about uh you were saying there's no Thanksgiving movies I agree so I guess I have two questions one do you guys are there any other ones that we need to be talking about and considering for Thanksgiving and then two I would love to segue into just a quick, uh, you know, because we're talking about the seasons, and I know we're going to get into that in our next pod or so. Uh, but because it's John Hughes, I love Home Alone. It's one of my favorite Christmas films that we always we try to watch one or, or more of the, the Home Alones during Christmas the Christmas season. So hit me with any other Thanksgiving films, and then uh, let me know what your favorite Christmas movies are.
1: Um, I think one of the best Thanksgiving movies is Die Hard. <laughs> okay, but okay, okay, is it a thanksgiving
3: movie oh, chad <laughs> that, that would be well great done.
4: like to <laughs> with a vengeance is the argument about no but that's a thanksgiving movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's awesome have a few
0: turkeys maybe some potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> have a few yams <laughs> oh, there <man>. it is <laughs>
1: it's, it's pretty it's, good is paul blart mall cop a thanksgiving movie is 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 it i've never seen it i have no idea all cop on black friday oh i I don't know i'm just i'm just guessing
0: (laughs) but does that make it a black friday movie or a thanksgiving movie right Well, i was gonna say
4: chad i think you're onto something with the loophole like i think it i mean the the likelihood of somebody making a black friday themed movie i bet is more likely to happen than a thanksgiving one it just so happens that it takes place you know they got together the night before or whatnot. And I'm sure it's going to be about how we had to wait in line for a Nintendo 64. Uh, but I think people are more apt to watch that than what might go down at Thanksgiving.
2: Well, funny. You should mention that there's one that came out last year and it's, um, I think it's a zombie horror movie. It's called black Friday. A group of toy store employees <laughs> must protect each other from a horde of parasite infected shoppers. And it's got uh, Devin Sawa, Bruce Campbell's in it.
4: Oh, let's name some other B actors. Just kidding. Campbell's not a B actor. Campbell, we love. I bet those are both A's. Sorry. Sawa, man. Do you remember? uh, What was that movie with uh, Seth Green and him in it? Where like his hand, Idle Hands. Does anyone remember that movie? He had to cut. His hand got possessed by like the devil or a demon. And he had to like cut it off. And then hilarity ensues. It was like the best horror comedy of the like late 90s, early 2000s.
2: No, never seen... Oh, Seth Green's in Black Friday. I've never seen Idol. <laughs> Han, so never oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs> oh, we did it. <laughs> we six degrees So, in. is what you're saying is that there's just this huge gaping hole of opportunity when it comes to creating the next big, awesome, perfect, heartwarming Thanksgiving film? Correct. Are there any other holidays that we need, really need to, like zero win on i think thanksgiving might be the one where you know it's that holiday right before christmas there's tons of christmas movies not enough thanksgiving movies
4: well and also in thanksgiving is usually i'd say it's known for uh bigger movies to come out like i'm sure black panther mm-hmm. coming out like a couple of weeks before thanksgiving was not like you know abnormal like because they're trying to get the biggest mm-hmm. crowd so i think you're onto something casey with trying to uh cash in on thanksgiving also all those rom-coms like that in the like late 2000s were also they're like mother's day new year's eve valentine's day <laughs> like mm-hmm. they came out with mm-hmm. so many yeah. random holiday <laughs> movies and uh, ho- with like the all-star
1: cinematic universe
4: well, dude, it was like all like, they're all like after Love Actually came out, they're like, we're going to do it again. We're just going to put an all star cast in there. It's going to jump around everywhere and we're just going to have a little bit stories that people care about. But we're going to call it something. Um, and maybe I'm wrong because I, I definitely didn't watch those movies. <laughs> but I only assume after hearing that, like most of them were not great, that that was kind of what happened. They were just trying to cash in on the holidays. And you're right. Nobody cashes in on Thanksgiving.
0: Let's do it. Let's do a uh, movie Time Machine screenplay. Our first film. We'll write one. Yes. It'll be the next time great Thanksgiving movie. film.
1: Um, apparently there's a movie that's called Turkey Hollow created by Jim Henson.
3: Hmm.
4: Oh, I saw the art that? for that. I was going to say, when you said that out loud, everybody had a visual of what the turkey looked like in their head. Oh right. my <laughs> god. <laughs> god <this looks laughs> uh, holy shit. <laughs> Oh. Is it supposed to be like Sleepy Hollow but Turkey Hollow?
1: Oh, this looks really bad. Tell us more. Okay. No, it's <laughs> uh <laughs> do the play before it's like um they're on the forest moon of Endor and there's a weird little turkey Muppets. They kinda look like trolls. But the the human actors looks like they're characters in a Hallmark film. Hallmark. Jim Henson's Turkey. So this is something that he wrote, but didn't see it come to fruition before he died. You just reminded Hmm. me... um... One of Kevin Smith's uh,
4: buddies, uh, or I know he was a partner like in Clerks, Scott Mosier. I think he's on his podcast all the time. Um, I thought he wrote a Thanksgiving movie, and I just checked. Yeah, so Freebirds. was a cartoon movie about Thanksgiving, so premise. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Seen Two turkeys experience. from opposite sides of the tracks must put aside their differences and team up to travel back in time to change the course of history and get turkeys off the Thanksgiving menu for good. Uh, it's got Woody Harrelson, Owen Wilson, uh, man, uh, Amy Poehler, oh, wow. George
1: Takei. Wow. <laughs> the, the movie poster, it says uh, on November 1st, hang on to your nuggets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Free birds. Owen oh, Wilson, man. Woody Harrelson, Amy Poehler. God, I really want to watch this movie now, but the
4: fact that like I know nothing really about this movie except for I vaguely remember it came out that Makes me feel like, oh, is this going to be like B-movie? Like, I've never seen it, but I just assume it's going to be not great. (laughs) With Seinfeld.
0: Do you want to know what else is not great? And the thing that really uh, I keep coming back to is that these guys... I'm sorry, not to go back to the movie, Neil and Dell Had they just stayed at the airport and not went to that shitty hotel in the weird cab? They would have been home. They would have skipped the whole movie. The whole movie would have been over.
4: Oh, so what you're saying is the mother's adventures through Home Alone. Like, if she watched Planes, Trains, Automobiles, she would have known better than to just get in a van with John Candy. She's not going to make it home any sooner to Christmas than the people traveling on. No,
0: no, 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 no. So (laughs) she did the right thing. She stayed at the airport. So uh, I don't know if you caught this during the film. When they cut to uh, Neil's wife at one point in bed, she's watching the news and there's something in the background that says, uh, traffic is resuming at O'Hare, flights resuming, you know, they're, they're talking about the planes going back, you know, just flying again. And so had they stayed at the airport, like, uh, you know, what's her face should have done in home alone, or she did in home alone, she couldn't get on a plane. They could have stayed and got on a plane. They would have been home.
1: Okay, problem solved there you go to wrap it up boom
4: roasted hey, mic drop i do remember um with home alone that trivia with john candy was john hughes like as a favor because there are buds like john candy was like hey yeah i can maybe i can do a day on your picture home alone and he'd be like okay sounds good and then like John Hughes used him for 24 hours. Like his scenes were clearly not that long, but like he used every ounce of John Candy's time that he said he would give for that, which John Candy's like, God dang it. Like, I think if I remember correctly, slightly regretted it because he was just working him all day to get the right scenes. What was that for? For home alone. When John Candy was the polka King of the South or whatever. Uh, But yeah, it was just as a favor. Like I think he said he was just going to do, I'll do twenty four. I'll do a day on your film. Okay, you said twenty four hours. feel <laughs> so like, I'm taking <laughs> twenty four so kind of exactly.
0: Funny.
1: Every so minute. A, a timer.
4: Beep 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 beep. <laughs> oh,
1: thank God. <laughs> uh, John Candy just rides in the back of vans, moving vans, moving trucks, and semi trailers. God, you know we'd all watch that. Okay, yep. Favorite scene. Let's say most comedic scene. Your opinion?
4: I dropping backwards
1: ahead. on the freeway. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh God, yes. I love that. <laughs> I'll. Uh... Yeah. Jamie, go
2: ahead. I was just going to say because it bleeds into that one. It's John Candy with uh, Ray Charles doing the mess around. It's just him oh, in the yeah. car. That's a good <laughs>
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> That's a great scene. I'll say even, like, uh for me, like, it seemed, and maybe not for the time, I don't know, but it seemed, like, super out of context for Steve Martin to swear. So when he was yeah. yelling at the principal's assistant from Ferris Bueller at, at the rental car station, like, it just, like, uh, like my mouth was kind of, like, open the whole time, like, oh, my God, like, what is this going to turn into? And then her just such innocent, like, do you have the rental agreement? no I goddamn don't oh no I'm like oh my Like that's my reaction too I'm like oh my god he's gonna lose his mind even more so I don't know I just thought that whole scene was super like I was like white knuckling through the whole thing and but it, it, I was like definitely laughing on the inside and after
1: the fact <laughs> <laughs> right fucking now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but do you have your rental agreement <laughs> No, I
4: think about, like, being the person behind him in line, too. Like, you know that person was just, like, yeah. Slowly backing up. <laughs> Slowly backing up, but then also, like, when she says all that and uh, he doesn't have his agreement, they're like, yeah, that asshole shouldn't get his car. <laughs> but <laughs> Also, how much how in debt is Steve Martin at this point with, <laughs> like, he burned a car down, like, he ran into that hotel room, like, all that stuff.
2: Paid 75 bucks for a cab he didn't use.
4: Oh god, that cab was awesome, Chad. I feel like you must have a story where you rode in a cab like that. Rode in a cab like that. Rode in a cab like no. the metal cab. No. Or wanted to create your own business that had that
1: same mantra. Yes, totally.
2: Oh yeah, no, you
1: the part where like the the pig farmer picks him up. <laughs> oh, that guy's the he best. Oh. <laughs>
0: It's that like face that he human. gives them when he's there waiting to pick him up. My God, that's so
3: good.
0: <laughs> she that might have been, been... You know what? Right be there, be there. there's my favorite skin. scene. Right there, that guy. What's that? There it is. Uh, that overrode my favorite scene. That's not my favorite yeah. scene. The, the Just the look on that dude's face. He's straight up yeah. crazy. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> he's like... His wa- if his wife is going to get out to help him...
1: uh Put the trunk <laughs> yeah. like she may be holding a baby. baby. <laughs> First baby came out sideways. Shit. Oh my god!
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like I think without when you haven't seen this movie, you think like oh poor poor lady. Like you think she's gonna you know come out of the cab and just be like all sad, and she's like I got it. <laughs> like it just, I don't know. It just it went a different way again. Like I said, you think it's going left, it goes right. It's awesome.
1: All right, this movie gets movie time machine star of approval. Absolutely, yep. hell yes, <laughs> awesome. Should we wrap this up? Didn't do any intros again, but just going freestyle. But as always, we had this, the the usual suspects on this pod. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, enjoy the holidays. Yeah, I don't know if I should share a Twitter. I don't know if Twitter is going to exist anymore. So, yeah, (laughs) might not. (laughs) Was Due Date technically like a
4: remake of this? Do you remember Due Date with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr.?
0: Oh, oh, that movie is vaguely. I don't know if I saw it, but I remember it coming out. I I was gonna say,
4: I need to watch it again. I don't. It's definitely like there's certain movies that you go back to, like with Galifianakis, like Hangover and. I don't know, like, and uh, Snow Patrol. No, that's not it. What's the one with her skiers? Out Cold. Out Cold. God, I love Out Cold. <laughs> Gosh, that's a
0: great movie. Yeah. I love that well, stupid like, movie. Due date's
4: not one I think of to go back to. So, I don't know. I'll try probably give it another whirl some point. Mm. Alright, maybe next Zach
0: Thanksgiving. Zach Zach
4: Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, have a good holiday. Uh, have a good holiday weekend. Long holiday Black Friday. I'm uh, boycotting for my retail friends. No shopping on Friday
2: for me. Just eat more food instead.
0: Yep, just, uh, doing that. Yourself on food. Small business Solidarity. Saturday. My retail friends.
1: Alright, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. We're going to do... What movie is that? Jiggle Way. Who told you to eat my cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I eat.